What's up, Fantasy DGen listeners? It's Matt here with you on this Saturday afternoon, uh, December 5th. We are back from our bye week. Uh, we decided that since no NFL teams had a bye week uh, last week for week 12, we decided we'd take one. Uh, but actually, I had just uh, moved into my house. I was getting everything organized, so I was not able to record last week. And uh, Miles uh, didn't want to record either, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you that story. So I I, I realized on, around Friday afternoon that I wasn't going to be able to record because we didn't have the internet set up at my new place, and I was going to be way too busy uh, moving boxes back and forth between the apartment and my new place so I told Miles hey man like do you mind just recording one on your own um, and we can uh, put that one up this week I know obviously we want to be together more than uh, apart for these recordings but uh, today I am doing this by myself for now um, Miles I'm hoping will be able to put his a uh, little bit of recording later on uh, after I'm done mine. Uh, just our schedules didn't work out. Uh, I'm working nights tonight, and he has got some appointments in Sudbury. Uh, and it's it's tough when uh, when one guy's working shift work and the other one's working 9 to 5 to coordinate our schedules to get together for these episodes each week. Hopefully that won't be uh, too, too often that that happen, happens and I'm hoping by next year we'll be able to do these uh, recordings more regularly but anyways getting back to my story as, as to why Miles didn't record last week so I t tell him this on Friday that I'm not going to be able to record it was Friday around lunchtime or so so he ended up coming to Sudbury later that night and to do some Black Friday shopping I'm like okay cool he'll, he'll record on Saturday uh, now, Saturday, he was supposed to come up and help me uh, move some of the bigger items from my apartment to my new house, uh, and we were supposed to get our moving truck at 4 p.m. Uh, so on Saturday, uh, we end up getting the uh, moving truck a little bit early, find out at about 12.30, 12.45. So I give Miles a call. I say, hey, man, um, we're, we're getting the moving truck at 2 now rather than 4, so y you mind coming up a little bit earlier. And I, I figured he had time. He didn't. He might not have recorded the pod yet. So I was like, "Hey, man, take your time. No, no problem. Like, I don't mind if you show up a little bit later. Got some guys coming to help me, and it, it's it's going to be all good. We'll have enough bodies. You can just uh, help with maybe moving it into the house rather than moving out of the apartment. You know. So, <laughs> what does Miles do? Miles shows up at uh, three fifty rather than uh, four o'clock. And he doesn't record the pod. <laughs> so I, I asked him about, about this. I'm like, hey, man, like, I, I, I wanted to give you that extra time so that you could probably record the pod. But instead, this guy goes shopping in Espanola on his way to Sudbury. So I don't know what he was thinking there. He only showed up 10 minutes before he was originally supposed to show up, even though we got the moving truck two hours before uh, we, it was supposed to be in. But... I don't know. He he could probably explain uh, on his uh, part of the pod later on, but I don't know. Miles, what were you thinking? You you, sh you let me down last week, buddy. Anyways, uh, let's get back to our 
week 11 bets. So I went two for five. Miles went three for five during that week. We obviously did not record an episode last week uh, during week 12. So we're just considering that a bye week for us. Maybe Miles will put in his bets later, but he has not updated that on the uh, spreadsheet yet. So I'll just go over the ones that we did do. So, uh, Miles was at, sorry, Miles was actually two for four because there was a push in there. Just edit that. Um, so, I had five bets. I bet the Rams money line at Tampa Bay. Put twelve fifty on that one. That one ended up hitting. That was one of my two that did hit. Uh, ended up pulling away twenty one twenty five because they were the underdogs in that matchup. Um, and then the other one that hit for me was actually my parlay. First time uh, that one of my parlays has hit. And I was pretty uh, stoked about that because um, I, I haven't hit on any <laughs> this season so far. Just been so close so many times, but uh, didn't end up hitting. But I had the uh, Dallas Cowboys plus seven and a half facing Minnesota and the over of 47 and a half. So I ended up coming away with 1350 from that one on those bets. However, my Atlanta at New Orleans over did not hit. My Miami minus three and a half at Denver did not hit. And my Green Bay at Indianapolis under 51 and a half did not hit. So I ended up uh, still being up on the week 475 for my. Uh, fake betting and uh, miles ended up being up as well he uh had bet the texans plus two at new england that paid off for him he he did some big bets this week uh two two thousand dollar bets two one thousand dollar bets and a fifteen hundred dollar bet uh the titans at baltimore was ended up being a push uh, titans plus six so titans ended up oh wait no that's not a push what are you talking about matt that's that would have been a baltimore minus six push you're dumb um so miles is actually up more than that uh so he's up quite a bit on the week then which puts him much closer to me actually uh i ended up gaining a bit of a lead on him after week 10 for betting because he had that awful week where he lost all his bets uh and then he came back this week pretty strong hit three out of his five bets and uh, ended up uh, pulling up uh, on me by about 1400 or so a little bit less than that uh, so he he hit on the titans plus six at baltimore hit on new england plus two at uh, new england did not hit on the packers money line at the colts uh, did not hit on the chiefs minus seven and a half at uh, the raiders but he did hit on the rams money line at at Tampa Bay and I ended up uh, changing my bet on the pod uh, during week 11 so that I would end up winning a little bit more uh, than him so I, I was pretty proud of myself for that and now let's get into oh actually before we get into the news and notes I wanted to talk about this Chrome extension that I was uh, told about yesterday actually it's called scroller and if you play in ESPN Fantasy Leagues, it is a Chrome extension that will uh, live feed your uh, ESPN Leagues uh, uh, scores and uh, different fantasy players' 
uh, stats during the day while you're watching the NFL on Sundays. So I thought this was pretty cool. I haven't used it yet. Like I said, I only found out about this yesterday. Uh, but right now, it is only compatible on uh, ESPN platforms. They are looking to expand uh, to Yahoo, I believe Sleeper, probably uh, NFL.com as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see this when it is available for these other platforms. But you can download the extension if you do have an ESPN uh, Fantasy League at www.myscroller.com. And that's scroller spelled S-C-R-O-L-L-R. Uh, so these guys aren't sponsored, but I thought it was a pretty cool thing to mention for anyone who is interested in not checking their phone 24-7 while they're watching football on Sundays. I think that if uh, if they if they get it for Sleeper and Yahoo, then I will be using it very regularly. Uh, so now let's get into some news and notes. Uh Talking about uh, some of the players that are out, doubtful, and questionable this week. We'll start with the out players. Josh Jacobs out this week. This is a big blow for anyone who had Josh Jacobs on their team, including myself. He's currently the running back six on the year. And now Devontae Booker looks to step into his place facing the New York Jets. Uh, I've luckily picked up Booker in all the leagues that I had Jacobs just in case because he went down with uh, that ankle injury a couple weeks ago uh, and initially then kind of re-aggravated it last week uh, or no he didn't have that no Devontae Booker had a, a pretty decent game uh, during a blowout win for the Raiders I believe that's why I picked him up because I picked him up in my leagues before uh, Josh Jacobs went down which is nice Anyways, uh, you play Booker this week against the Jets. Jets are one of those middle-of-the-pack teams facing the uh, run. They're also kind of middle-of-the-pack facing the, the pass, too. So uh, you could definitely slot in Booker into your lineups this week. Will Fuller has been suspended six games for use of PEDs. He's out for the rest of the season and for one game next season, which is significant because he is a free agent this offseason. So we'll see if he ends up sticking around with the Texans. I've, I've heard some whisperings that he's looking at doing that, even though uh, earlier in the year he was rumored to be a trade candidate uh, for the Texans uh, to some other teams. Uh, New Smith is also out uh, and the Titans actually this week facing the Cleveland Browns have a really good uh, tight end matchup. Cleveland Browns are, I believe, second worst in the NFL on the season on covering the tight end position, and I think the worst over the last four weeks. So uh, Anthony Ferkser becomes a playable option, I think, in that matchup. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. It's got a pretty high over under of 53 this week, so... I can. I, I would expect Ferkser to get some volume uh, facing the Cleveland Browns. John Brown, this was two weeks ago. He ended up on IR, but uh, we didn't have an episode last week, so I just wanted to mention him. He's out. Uh, Gabriel Davis becomes a streaming option if you're desperate. Uh, Cole Beasley gets a big bump, though, uh, with that injury. And Kenny Galladay, this has been one of the most frustrating injuries for me because in our listener league, he was my top wide receiver, and I just haven't been able to play him at all this season pretty well. 
Uh, I've had a couple weeks here and there, but it's just been very disappointing uh, on the season for Kenny Galladay missing as much time as he has with the hip injury. Daniel Jones is doubtful for his game. I don't think he's going to suit up at all. Uh, probably looking at Colt McCoy here, and if we... We're talking about DFS dart throws. You don't want to forget mentioning uh, Colt McCoy this week. He's pretty cheap on uh, DraftKings and other uh, DFS websites and facing the worst pass defense in the league in the Seattle Seahawks. Now, if you're ballsy enough to start Colt McCoy, good on you. I am not that ballsy after what I saw last week from him after he came in for relief of Jones. It was... uh, Ugly, to say the least. Getting on to our questionable players. We've got Cam Newton. Uh, He's likely to play. He's been a limited participant in practice all week, even though the Patriots are facing the LA Chargers, who have been getting better on defense. They've had a lot of injuries to start off the year. Uh, They're starting to get healthier now. So I'm not that excited for what cam has to offer to be honest um real, real tough un- unfortunately because he is a very I, I think he's a very good player uh but the belichick system has not worked out for him uh the lack of receiving options there and i, I don't know just the the whole team dynamic is not the same as it we're used to seeing from the patriots so i i I'd only be starting Cam in Superflex and two quarterback leagues. He's not uh, a guy I'm excited to start this week at all. Ben Roethlisberger, also questionable. He's likely to play. I actually haven't seen anything saying that he wouldn't play this weekend. He's just got a questionable designation. Uh, Matt Stafford, also questionable, likely to play. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, questionable and likely to play. Julio Jones is on track to play this week against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, He was in and out of the game the last time they faced the Saints two weeks ago. Hopefully he is in so that there is a little bit better of a performance between the two teams uh, than there was uh, two weeks ago because both those offenses struggled mightily in that game. Uh, we had a 24-9 to score in that one two weeks ago. Terry McLaurin, uh, he is... On the injury report, he's been logging uh, limited practices all week. He's expected to play on Monday night facing the Steelers. Uh, Jerry Judy also expected to play after getting banged up last week. Philip Lindsay, his teammate, also expected to play in that one. And Carlos Hyde is the final. Oh, no. Why? He's not, he's not the final. Uh, Philip Lindsay was the final guy I wanted to mention in that section of guys who are questionable but likely to play. Now we've got three running backs who are questionable and likely to play, but their uh, their their uh, main backs for those teams have returned, so I wouldn't be playing them in fantasy matchups, anyways. And that includes Carlos Hyde, Kalen Balage, and Matt Breida. Uh, you've got Chris Carson back. I'm probably not going to see as much Hyde. In uh, Seattle, Kalen Balage, you got uh, Eckler back, so probably not going to be seeing much of him, even if he does play. And Matt Breida, who's uh, got Miles Gaskin ahead of him, and he's uh, slated to return this week. All indications are that he will return. They haven't activated him yet off the IR, but uh, I would expect Gaskin to be playing in this one. Now, I got two guys here that are 
also expected to play, but I am very weary of if they actually actually will play. And that's uh, Todd Gurley and DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift's been dealing with an injury, or sorry, an illness uh, this week. Uh, he's been cleared of concussion protocol, but we had Adrian Peterson putting out some ominous tweets about him, saying that he didn't look the same at practice. He's not, uh, he's not seeing things the way that, or acting the way that he's normally acting. So I, it makes me wonder whether DeAndre Swift's actually good to go for this game, if that uh, concussion is actually uh, affecting him more than uh, what the team is leading on or what he's leading on. And then uh, Todd Gurley also uh, suffered, I believe it was an ankle injury earlier this week. He got added to the practice report late, uh, later in the week. So it makes me worrisome about his availability. Um, I, I think it's a tough matchup anyways against the Saints. So I am leaning towards not playing Gurley, even if you do have him. If you've got a better option than Gurley, obviously play them. But the... Uh, the Saints and the Falcons are actually two of the best run defenses in the league. Uh, they're one and two over the last four weeks uh, in terms of giving up fantasy points to the running back. Uh, and that's one and two as in the one and two best teams against the running back, not the one and two worst teams. So I w I'd be cautious about Gurley uh, in all your leagues. Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't play him uh, in those formats. Uh now with some guys who could be back before their games on Monday and Tuesday, but uh, it's dependent on if they can clear the COVID protocols. It's James Conner, Lamar Jackson, and Mark Andrews. Uh, we haven't heard too many updates on these guys. Uh, keep an eye out tomorrow and be ready to pivot if they are not good to play. I wouldn't be relying on any of these guys. Uh, I, I heard earlier in the week that Trace McSorley was preparing to start uh, for the Baltimore Ravens facing the Dallas Cowboys on Tuesday. Haven't heard anything on Mark Andrews or James Conner, though. I would I would think that you could pivot to guys like Benny Snell and then for the tight end position on Baltimore, I wouldn't be picking anyone actually maybe Hollywood Brown gets a bump here uh, if Mark Andrews does miss we saw McSorley connect with him on that 70 yard touchdown last week facing the Steelers so who knows maybe uh, Hollywood Brown is in play this week getting to some guys who are truly questionable this week uh, we got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who hasn't practiced the last couple days due to an illness. It's not COVID-related, but it is uh, worrisome that he hasn't uh, had a practice, logged a full practice this week at all. Uh, or he might have done it Wednesday, but uh, just not the past two days. Allen Robinson was a late addition to the injury report. He had a knee uh, injury at practice, so he is questionable this week. Tua Tagovailoa. Brian Flores hasn't uh, indicated who the starter is going to be yet, uh, which makes me lean towards Fitzpatrick actually starting in this game. I think if Fitzpatrick does start, it's uh, actually a better <laughs> bump for this offense because it, especially fantasy-wise, but uh, Tua has not been looking like the prospect he was touted to be for, uh, for fantasy purposes or for offensive purposes for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Darnell Mooney also questionable this week. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't uh, made it off of his COVID uh, designation 
yet, and Nick Foles also questionable this week. I think that the Bears, uh, at least fantasy-wise, should start uh, Mitch Trubisky because he provides uh, better fantasy value because he is a bit more of a mobile quarterback, gets a couple passes on the run, also gets some rushing yards for him, his own fantasy value. But I think the fantasy value of these Bears are better off with Mitch Trubisky under center. So that's going to do it for our injuries. Now getting to my starts, start, sits, and bets for the week. Starting off at quarterback, starting Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been a top five fantasy quarterback, I believe, two of the last three weeks. And he's been looking actually pretty good for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are facing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, so I am expecting Cousins to sling the ball to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson again this week. He had uh, Adam Thielen miss last week due to COVID-19, but he's back. He's going to be getting a ton of targets, and this Jacksonville defense has not been good at uh, stopping their opponents from scoring, unfortunately. They are... Eighth worst over the last four weeks uh, at giving up points to the fantasy quarter to the quarterback position, uh, and third worst on the season to giving up points to that position. So I am definitely starting Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, I think you can obviously start Thielen and Jefferson as well. They're probably automatic locks in your lineup, anyways. Uh, Cook as well, but I wouldn't be uh, starting too many other. Uh, Minnesota Vikings options because he, he, Kirk's got his favorite targets and he, uh, he he provides fantasy value for those guys. Uh, if you want to take a shot on maybe Car Kyle Rudolph, I believe Irv Smith is still out. I uh, didn't mention him in my injury report, but I didn't uh, see his name either. So maybe he's back. Who knows? He could figure it out. Uh, anyways, getting to another start. Jared Goff. Now, I know Jared Goff had a terrible week last week uh, when he was facing... Who did he face last week? Uh, Rams faced the 49ers. He had a brutal fantasy day, uh, and it did not look good at all. But this week, he's facing the Arizona Cardinals, who are giving up uh, a, a fair amount of points to the quarterback position and well it's mostly to the wide receiver positions but LA's got great wide receivers they're they're about middle of the pack for quarterback but uh, uh these guys are giving up a ton of points to the wide receiver position and um LA's uh sorry <clears throat> LA's wide receivers are top of the line elite players you got Robert Woods you got Cooper Cup uh, and even Josh Reynolds has been playing really great recently. Uh, on the season, Cardinals are the 10th worst uh, defense to uh, the wide receiver position over the last four weeks. They're the 8th worst. Uh, but this is probably going to be a higher scoring game than uh, what Vegas has them listed at. They're only at a 48.5 over-under, but I'm expecting this game to be probably 50-plus. Um, probably 55 plus to be honest I think both these uh, offenses are great and it's a divisional matchup you're obviously going to see a lot more uh, fireworks in those divisional matchups especially in this uh, NFC West division that has been super exciting to watch this year you know uh, 
I'm I'm guessing three of these four teams are probably going to make the playoffs. Uh, At least that's what I I had projected earlier in the season and what I'm still projecting moving forward, actually. So I think that uh, this is going to be a great game and Jared Goff is worth the start uh, because his his wide receiver is going to be catching the ball quite a bit. Ryan Fitzpatrick is my final quarterback start for the week. Uh, if this is if he is named the fantasy or the fantasy the starting quarterback uh, for the Miami Dolphins, uh, when Fitz is in the lineup, he provides a lot of fantasy value to his uh, team. I, I would be starting Miles Gaskin, uh, Devonte Parker, and Mike Gesicki probably even uh, if Fitz is the starter, and the Miami Dolphins are facing. Who are they facing this week? Cincinnati Bengals. Oh yeah, uh, their their projected uh, line is a ten and a half point uh, win, uh, but only forty two point over under. So they're not expecting much from Cincinnati, and you know you're projecting about twenty five ish points, twenty six points for the Dolphins. I think that they can get even more than that with Fitz and uh, how poorly this Bengals defense has played this year, uh, as well as their offense just being uh, decimated with injuries because of uh, Joe Burrow going down. I shouldn't say injuries. It's injury, really. But uh, he's such a big uh, part of that offense. It was having such a good season up until the... uh, the injury in week 12, which I forgot to mention, or week 11, which I forgot to mention earlier, uh, but Joe Burrow is out for the season in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would be starting fits against this uh, Cincinnati Bengals defense. Uh, they're not anything special. And Devontae Parker, when Fitz is in the lineup, is a wide receiver one in my mind. Uh, he, they just have a great connection with each other and Fitz loves to target him. Spoiler alert for my uh, wide receiver starts this week. At running back, uh, going to start David Montgomery for sure against the uh, Green Bay Packers this week. Packers are awful at start- stopping the run. Uh, <laughs> they, they've just been brutal. They've, they've actually picked it up the last four weeks and are kind of middle of the pack now. But on the season, they're the third worst uh, defense Oh, wait, they're not facing the back. What am I talking about? They're facing... Uh, who the hell am I talking about? Oh, good one, Matt. They're facing the Lions. Another terrible run defense. I need, I'm skipping ahead to Miles Sanders, who's another uh, running back start for me this week. And he's facing the Packers, who have been brutal at stopping the run. But the Bears are facing the Lions this week. Good one, Matt. Have another one. Um, Lions are... Worse, actually, than the uh, Green Bay Packers on the season. They're actually the worst uh, fantasy team, or the worst team at stopping the uh, run and giving up fantasy points to the running back position, both over the last four weeks and on the season overall. Uh, Montgomery's not been anything special this year, but he has been a consistent RB2, and I would be moving him into the back half of the RB1s this week facing Detroit. So I think you can definitely start him. He's going to see some targets. He has been seeing targets ever since Kareem, uh, Tariq Cohen. Kareem Hunt. Tariq uh, Cohen has uh, left due to his 
torn ACL. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, I definitely start Montgomery in your lineups this week. Next one, as I alluded to earlier, is Miles Sanders who's facing the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Sanders has been, I wouldn't say struggling as of late, but they haven't. He hasn't been getting as much opportunity as of late, but he has faced some tougher uh, defenses uh, against the run. And this, but this week facing the Green Bay Packers, I think that he's going to have a good week. I think they're going to let him loose. Now the Eagles did uh, just promote Jordan Howard to their uh, full-time roster. He's been elevated off the practice squad, so I do think he probably gets into the mix. But I think he probably takes away more from uh, Corey Clement and Boston Scott's touches than he does from Sanders. Uh, I I think it's time to let Miles Sanders uh, go off. Because they, although Philadelphia said that they were going to do that uh, earlier in the season, they really haven't shown it. And maybe it was due to the injury early on and trying to ease him back in. And maybe he's got a lingering injury. Who knows? But he's just, he hasn't been giving the, uh, given the opportunity that I would like to see him get. And I think in this game, facing the, the Packers, almost at the Lions. Good job, Matt. Uh, I think that he's going to get that opportunity. My final running back start this week is going to be J.K. Dobbins. Now, him and Mark Ingram both were uh, lifted from the COVID-19 injured reserve this week. In fact, Mark Ingram was just uh, activated about uh, half an hour ago before I started recording this. But J.K. Dobbins uh, had a bit of a breakout performance before he ended up going on the COVID-19 list that was in week 10 i believe or was it week 11 week 11 that he uh, had his breakout performance against the titans yep that's right uh last week obviously against steelers he didn't play but they the fact that they were using justice hill quite a bit in that game against the steelers uh it's more of uh an uptick for jk dobbins in my mind than anything uh because i i think that he is the pass-catching running back when he's in the lineup. And as we saw last week from Gus Edwards, he when, when he's facing a, a tough Steelers uh, defensive line, the, he's, he doesn't have any other options but to run right into them. He's not a pass-catching back. Uh, Dobbins has that uh, skill set where he can pound it uh, north and south and catch the ball. Uh, so I am definitely starting Dobbins this week. Going on to our wide receiver starts. Top one is Devontae Parker. And this is solely based on if Fitzpatrick is the starter, which I'm expecting him to be. But when Parker and Fitzpatrick are both playing together, magic happens. Fitz magic happens, actually. So uh, start put him in your lineups. He's going to put a, up a great week, I believe and uh, move on from there. Debo Samuel is my next wide receiver start this week. When Debo Samuel plays for the San Francisco 49ers, they get him the ball. Whether it's in the run game, whether it's in jet sweeps, whether it's just short passes, deeper passes, they know what they have in Samuel. He's just an offensive weapon. Uh, Facing the Bills this week, who are giving up a fair amount of points to the wide receiver position, kind of they're they're 12th over the last four weeks 
and middle of the pack on the season, but uh, things haven't been trending the right way for the Bills uh, the last couple weeks. So I am totally willing to start uh, Debo Samuel because of the lack of other passing options in the San Francisco 49ers offense. Uh, Nick Mullins, not a, a fantastic quarterback, so he's probably not going to be taking his deep shots to Ayuk this week. Might see Jordan Reed get involved a little bit, but I, I think that uh, Samuel is the three, the one of those three that I would have the most confidence starting uh, now that he's back healthy. My next and my or my final wide receiver start, and you might say this is tilting because of last week's good performance, is T.Y. Hilton uh, facing the Houston Texans this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I think, is a startable asset. And you know, sometimes it takes 12 weeks to warm up into a season after you, uh, you missed some time during the previous season, obviously. Uh, T.Y. Hilton looked great last week uh, for the Indianapolis Colts when they were facing the who did they face last week there's the Colts where the hell are they am I blind they faced the Titans last week Jesus um yeah anyways in his career against Houston T.Y. Hilton has played 16 games against the Texans uh he the team has a 10 and 6 record in those games and he has 85 career catches for 1537 yards and 10 touchdowns on 139 targets this averages out to 5.3 catches for 96.1 yards and 0.6 touchdowns uh career wise against the texans now you may be saying oh he had andrew luck uh during those years but this was actually in he had luck for about uh, I believe 10 of those games, six of those games he did not, and he still put up big numbers against the Texans. Just seems to be like he has their number when he, whenever he faces them. And uh, you know what? This, this Texans defense isn't that great, to be honest. Um, not when stopping the uh, wide receiver position. Uh, right now they're kind of middle of the pack uh, on the season. Last four weeks, where are the Texans here? Man, I am blind with these two teams. I can't find them. Anyways, uh, they, they've been good. Uh, Phillip Rivers is starting to get into a groove now, uh, passing to many different options. You saw Michael Pittman get uh, a ton of targets a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, you saw Hilton get a lot last week, and I think uh, Hilton is start-worthy this week. Tight end starts this week. We got Noah Fant as my top start uh, this week. The <clears throat> sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs over the last four weeks are giving up the third most points to the tight end position at an, an average of 19.3 points given up to that position. Now, Fant has kind of been one of those guys where you haven't really been excited to start him uh, with Drew Locke the last couple weeks, throwing him the ball. But I think in this matchup facing the Chiefs, uh, Denver is going to be down. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, and I think Fant's the top option, honestly, in Denver. I, the Chiefs, although as of late, they, haven't, they have been worse uh, against giving up points to the wide receiver position. They're, they've been pretty good 
on the 2020 season so far with uh, giving up points to the wide receiver position. They're fourth best on the season, even though they're kind of middle of the pack over the last four weeks. So I, I think Fant becomes the top option uh, for the uh, Denver Broncos uh, in the passing game. Uh, you can also start TJ Hawkinson. The Bears have given up uh, the fourth most uh, points to the tight end position over the last four weeks and third most on the season. Uh, it's just one area where they are not that great at covering the uh, pass. Uh, they've been pretty solid in the uh, facing wide receivers, although the last couple weeks, not so much uh, when they, they, they faced the Green Bay Packers and other teams. Um, but this week, excuse me, facing the Detroit Lions, TJ Hawkinson is going to be the top option for the Lions with Kenny Galladay out uh, and just DeAndre Swift being uh, kind, of, kind of questionable uh, coming into this game. So I, I think Hawkinson is a must start this week if you have him in your lineups or on your teams, I should say. Uh, obviously, you're going to have him if you're in your lineups if you're starting him. Good one, Matt. Final tight end start this week, going to be Evan Ingram. Uh, the New York Giants are facing the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, as much as it pains me to say this, Evan Ingram looked like the best option for the uh, Giants last week when Colt McCoy came in. He actually had a, himself a pretty good uh, fantasy day. So I think that you're probably going to see more of the same uh, from McCoy and Ingram this week. Yeah, he had 16.9 uh, fantasy points last week. Six catches for 129 yards. Just go off uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, and I think I think you're probably going to see more of the same uh, this week from Seattle. Seattle's defense has been all right at stopping the uh, tight end position fantasy-wise. But uh, if there's no better options in the passing game, and I don't really think that there are at this point with the uh, sporadic performances from uh Sterling Shepard, uh, Darius Slayton. I think Ingram's probably been uh, the most consistent, and that's not saying much because he's on the New York Giants uh, passing option or receiving option, I should say, uh, for the Giants. Getting on to our sits this week. Top sit for me is going to be Matt Ryan facing the New Orleans Saints. Ever since the Saints have come out of their bye, uh, they have just been shutting down opponents both through the air and on the ground. Uh, the last game Matt Ryan had against the the uh, Saints was not good. He had single-digit fantasy points. I believe it was eight in that game uh, and only salvaged uh, a, that, that performance because of a touchdown thrown to Calvin Ridley, I believe. Uh, so I, I'm not confident starting Matt Ryan in this game. Or wait, no. No, I think it was Young Wei Koo that ended up getting all three of their... Uh, field goals to, to give them the nine points yeah, my bad uh, but even still Matt Ryan did not look great against the Saints uh, last time he played them I don't expect him to be good this time against the Saints either uh, this projects to be a pretty low scoring game between these two teams uh, with some injuries on both the offenses and both defenses playing pretty good football right now so you could sit Matt Ryan for sure next sit's going to be Alex Smith facing the Pittsburgh Steelers you just sit people against the Steelers. The only guys I would be starting in this game would be 
Terry McLaurin because he's just a great football player and probably Antonio Gibson. I, but I, I still don't feel good about starting Antonio Gibson. I, I am starting him in a couple matchups, but I'm not really having high expectations for him this week. He's not a sit for me, but just temper your expectations. Uh, final quarterback sit's going to be Cam Newton facing the LA Chargers. Cam has just been, he, he doesn't have that great of receiving options. And in all fairness, and Jacoby Myers has shown flashes at points. Demir Bird had that one decent week, but I I don't think he's getting it done anymore. And Bill Belichick has kind of I, I'd say is had him run the ball less, which does provide a lot of his fancy value. Uh, and over the last four weeks, the Chargers have actually been the eighth uh, best defense or ninth best defense against the uh, fantasy quarterback, giving up an average of 14.6 points uh, to that position uh, over that span. So LA has been getting healthier on defense. Uh, Cam hasn't been looking spectacular on offense, so I would not be uh, starting him if you can help it. Uh, for running back sits, Top one, and this may come as a surprise to uh, some people because of his performance last week, is Latavius Murray uh, of the New Orleans Saints. The Atlanta Falcons have been the second-best defense uh, against the running back position over the last four weeks. It's, or, no, they're the best defense, sorry, over the last four weeks against that position. I believe the second-best over the last six weeks or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, they've, they have not been giving up a whole lot of points to the position uh, averaging 11.3 points over that four-week span. This Atlanta defense, uh, since Dan Quinn was fired, has actually been coming on pretty strong. They had a couple weeks where they were kind of not as good uh, since Quinn's been fired. But overall, this Atlanta defense has been playing much better, obviously, than they were before. And, and uh, some of their numbers are skewed because of how bad they were early in the season. Uh, but... In this game, uh, with Taysom Hill running the ball uh, as much as he does and Atlanta's defense being as good as they have been uh, recently, uh, I would be sitting Latavius Murray this week. Another sit for me is going to be Benny Snell facing the Washington football team defense. Now, they're better on the season than they have been over the last four weeks. They're kind of middle of the pack over the last four weeks for giving up points to the uh, running back position. But on the season, they're the third best uh, running running back defense uh, for in terms of giving up points to the fancy running back. So I'm not inspired by Benny Snell's performance last week either against the Ravens. He did all right. He's, he's a good grinded-out type of back. He'll get his touches and stuff, but... I, I don't think that the production is going to be there this week facing the Washington football team. Then my final sit this week is going to be Kenyon Drake facing the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams have been the fifth best defense on the season when it comes to giving up points to the fantasy running back. They have been slipping a little bit as of late. It looks like they're about 12th in the last four weeks, 11th and 12th in the last four weeks at giving up to the, the points to that position. Uh, but I, I, I'm not inspired by Drake's performance this season. He's usually been good in good matchups, bad and bad matchups. So this isn't a, a great matchup for him. Uh, I'd be sitting him if you have alternative options. But 
He's going to get the volume. I'm just not expecting the production from him this week. For wide receiver sits, top one's going to be Jacoby Myers for me. Uh, like I said, the LA defense has been coming on strong as of late as they've been getting healthier. They are giving it the sixth least amount of points to the wide receiver position uh, over the last four weeks. And like I had said before, uh, Cam has not been inspiring confidence in uh, his fantasy production or his wide receiver's fantasy production. So I think you can safely sit Myers this week. Another one for me is going to be T. Higgins. Now, he caught the touchdown last week, which uh, salvaged his fantasy uh, week. Uh, and ended up, I think, putting him inside the top 36 wide receivers, maybe top 24. But this week, as the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are facing the Miami Dolphins, he's going to be seeing a lot of uh, Xavier Howard, who has been great at shutting down uh, the receivers. He's been covering. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, so I wouldn't be starting Higgins in this matchup. Uh against the Dolphins. Travis Fulgham is going to be my third and final sit this week. He's been getting the yards through the air. And that's the, the shitty part for uh, Travis Fulgham. Is he's been getting a lot of targets. Uh, he's been getting a lot of air yards, but Carson Wentz just has not been connecting with him. And facing a Green Bay squad who has been pretty, pretty solid at uh, uh, giving up not giving up points to the uh, wide receiver position. They're they're middle of the pack over the last four weeks, but on the season, they are... Actually, they're kind of middle of the pack uh, on the season, too. They must have been uh, slipping quite a bit over the last little bit. But with how Carson Wentz has been playing uh, recently, I'm, I'm just not confident in them. And with the uh, Green Bay defense giving up as many points as they have been to the running back position, I expect this to be more of a Miles Sanders day than anything. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be starting Wentz or um, Fulgham in this matchup. At tight end, going to be sitting Logan Thomas. He's been a solid and kind of not awe-inspiring tight end one this season. Uh, he he's been getting it done, but he hasn't he hasn't really had any huge breakout performances. Like the ceiling for Logan Thomas this season has been about. 18 fantasy points hasn't hit that 20 uh, fantasy point threshold yet on the season. Uh, better, better double check that. I, I don't believe he has, uh, but yeah, let's take a look at Logan Thomas here. Yeah, so his top fantasy performance this year has been 16 points in a PPR format. He's he's been getting it done. Been pretty. Fairly consistent for the tight end position, as as consistent as he can be with the uh, tight end landscape being as terrible as it is uh, this year. So I, I don't think that uh, against the Steelers, though, he's going to be putting up huge numbers. It's probably going to be a down week for him. And uh, like I said earlier, probably starting McLaurin and Gibson in this game, but not too many others. Excuse me. Uh, Dalton Schultz is also a sit for me this week facing the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have been shutting down the uh, tight end position as of late. Uh, over the last four weeks, Baltimore is giving up an average of 12.3 fantasy points to the position. 
but with Andy Dalton not targeting uh, Schultz as much as Dak Prescott did, and the better uh, receiving options ahead of Dalton Schultz, I would not be starting him in this matchup. Final sit for me at tight end is going to be Hunter Henry facing the New England Patriots. Patriots have been locking down the uh, tight, tight end position pretty well this season. Uh, they are... Let me just pull them up. Actually, the fifth best defense against the tight end position on the year. Over the last four weeks, let's take a look at how they've been doing. Uh, it looks like they're about middle of the pack over the last four weeks, but... Uh, I, I think that uh, you're going to have Justin Herbert's going to have uh, better options to throw the ball to uh, than Henry. You obviously have Austin Eckler back. Uh, I think this is actually going to be a really good game for Mike Williams uh, based on his matchups. You're probably going to see Stephon Gilmore covering a lot of Keenan Allen, which is going to open things up for Mike Williams uh, and maybe a little bit for Hunter Henry. But uh, given how good New England has been at uh, – Shutting down the tight end position this year, I'd lean more Williams over Henry in this matchup. So that's going to do it for my starts and sits. Let's get to my bets. First bet for me is going to be a parlay, and it's not going to be the most <laughs> inspiring parlay, but it is the Raiders at the Jets over 46.5 points and the Jets plus 8 now you may be thinking, Matt, it's the Jets. What are you thinking here? I know that the Raiders had a bad performance last week against the Falcons, but it's the Jets, man. Uh, and you know what? That's fair. Uh, I, I don't blame you. But uh, with how bad, I, I, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say how bad the Raiders look, but the Raiders this season have been prone to playing towards the, uh, the 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 skill of their opponents. Uh, you saw it against the Chiefs. They, they played a little level of them in those matchups. Very two very tight matchups between the Raiders and Chiefs this season. Uh, and then on the opposite end, I just had it up too. Uh, let me uh, pull it back up here for you. Had this had one matchup that I wanted to highlight. Uh, you know. Facing the Carolina Panthers, they won that one pretty tight. Facing the New Orleans Saints, they played up to their level. Uh, facing New England, they lost against New England, uh, twenty to thirty-six. I mean, you know what? They're they're playing to the level. They're keeping keeping the games tight for the most part. You got a couple blowouts here and there, but uh, for the most part, they have been playing to the level of their opponents. And I think that this week facing the Jets, they're probably going to do the same thing. I still expect the Raiders to win this game, but I think it's going to be by um, a touchdown or less uh, based on my uh, my bet on this one. So I'm going to put 500 on that one. And I'll write that in right now of the uh, the fake money that we have got going on. Uh, my next bet is going to be the Chiefs, minus 13.5 points favorites facing the Broncos at home. Uh, Broncos are not looking like a good team uh, right now, even when they have healthy quarterbacks uh, playing for them. Uh, and I think that the, this matchup is going to be similar to like the one that we saw against the Jets where the Chiefs just steamroll them and show them why they are 
one of the top teams in the league. Now, we are getting closer to playoffs, and they might end up resting starters late in the game, but I think that their lead is going to be big enough early on in this game that the uh, the Broncos just don't have a chance to catch up. Uh, next, and, oh yeah, and I'll put uh, 750 down on that one. My next bet is going to be the Rams and Cardinals over 48.5 points. This is a divisional matchup between two teams who have great offenses and pretty solid defenses. Uh, however, I think that in this matchup, this is going to be one of those shootout games that uh, nobody's really expecting uh, because of how good the, the Rams defense has actually been playing as of late. Uh, but... Murray and Goff are both two great quarterbacks in this league, and I, I think that they're going to put on a show for us in this divisional matchup. Don't have much more to say other than that. I'm going to put 1250 down on this, hitting the over. My next bet, and this is going to be opposite of the last time you heard me bet on these two teams, is the Saints and Falcons under 45.5 points. Now, if Julio Jones is in this game i'm a bit more uh weary of this line than uh if he wasn't playing but these two defenses are playing great football right now uh the offenses have been struggling as of late uh the saints with Taysom hill are just not the same saints as we saw uh when drew Brees was there i i, I it's tough because saints last week faced the broncos who didn't have a quarterback so they got the ball a lot and they ended up putting up, what was it, 38 points on the Broncos. So they, they they looked good against the Broncos, but they also had a huge amount of possession in that game and could put up a lot of points. But you're facing a, a much more competent offense uh, this week in the Falcons. Probably a better defense uh, as how they're playing right now. Uh, so I'm going to not do the same thing that I did last time. I bet these two and just go on a gut feeling, and I'm going to go with the under in this one. I'm going to put $1,000 on that one. Then finally, Colts minus three against the Texans. The Colts are a better team than the Texans. Uh, I don't know why this line is so close. I, I think that with the Texans losing Will Fuller, I know that the Texans have been playing pretty good football, as of late, and ever since uh, Bill O'Brien was fired, but uh, Colts are still the the better team in the division, and I think that they end up maybe not steamrolling the Texans, but I think that they win by more than a touchdown in this one. Uh, but I'm gonna gonna bet that one, and I'm gonna put fifteen hundred on that one. That's my biggest bet of the season, boys. So lock the Colts in uh, if you're doing your bets this week. That's gonna do it for my bets. Uh, Miles will probably have his. Uh, later on or if he doesn't he, we're, we're trying out this thing where uh, I, I record I send him the recording and then he's able to record after I do uh, so we're going to see how it works out if he doesn't end up uh, being able to record after uh, I'm done my recording then he'll probably just put it on uh, social medias what his picks are uh, and maybe in an article who knows I'll, uh, I'll ask him later about that but getting on to our DFS dart throws and value picks, my top uh, dart throw this week is going to be Sam Darnold facing the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders this season have been giving up 
fair amount of points to the quarterback position. And although Darnold hasn't played uh, that much lately, uh, I still expect him to have a decent fantasy day. Uh, yeah, Raiders on the season are the one, two, three, four, five, six, ninth worst against the fantasy quarterback. Uh, Dar- Darnold and the Jets' uh, receiving weapons have actually been playing pretty well. I, I wouldn't say Darnold, but the the Jets' uh, receiving weapons have been playing pretty good lately. Uh, Darnold's obviously been injured lately. It's been more we've been seeing more Joe Flacco, but uh, now that Darnold's healthy and back, uh, I think that. We're probably going to see an uptick in production from uh, Jameson Crowder. He's shown to have targeted him a bit more. Denzel Mims is looking like a pretty good rookie uh, so far. And Brashad Perriman playing great football too. Uh, and to go along with that, uh, I, I will say that uh, Frank Gore is someone you could probably start this week. There are worse options than Frank Gore uh, this week with uh, LaMichael Pirine being out for the Jets. Now, this other quarterback, and this is a true dart throw, it's going to be Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is facing the worst uh, defense for giving up fantasy fantasy quarterback points, Uh, but it's also Colt McCoy. (laughs) He's not that great of a quarterback. There's a reason why he's a backup on the Giants. (laughs) So uh, if you want to take a shot with him, go for it, but I'm not. Um, But I, I needed to mention him because... You know, that's what the segment's all about. Dart throws. Uh, going on to the running back position, I, I didn't find too many dart throws uh, with these guys. So these are more value picks. David Montgomery at 5,500 uh, facing the Detroit Lions defense, who's giving up the most points to the fantasy running back. You could slot him in there for a uh, value play. Devontae Booker facing the Jets. He's a good value play. Kareem Hunt uh, at 5,400. Oh, and, and David Montgomery, Devontae Booker, both at 5,500 on DraftKings. Um, Kareem Hunt right now uh, is listed at 5,400. He's he's had some tough weeks uh, since Nick Chubb's come back into the lineup. Uh, but with the uh, projected point total in this game facing the Titans and with how bad the uh, Titans' defense has been at stopping the run, I see this as a good uh, bounce-back game for Kareem Hunt. Uh, and I, I think he's got uh, a pretty reasonable price tag at 5,400 here. He's still very talented, but he just hasn't—he he almost hasn't looked the same uh, in his games when he when he's been playing. I I don't know. I don't know if he's got like a lingering lingering injury or something like that. But uh, I hope that he's better before the fantasy playoffs. I don't have him in any of my leagues, but uh, I I just. I hate to see uh, a player with that talent just uh, not get uh, the, the production that he should be getting. Uh, James White at 5000 I think this is a really good uh, value play here. Ever since Rex Burkhead has been out, James White's been getting all the targets in the New England backfield, and he's get, been getting a lot of red zone work as well, which uh, can help your DFS lineups for sure. And my final uh, value play slash dart throw is Frank Gore facing the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He's going to get touches. It may not look pretty, but the Raiders aren't that great of a defense uh, stopping the run. And you know what? <laughs> You could think of worse options than Frank Gore this week, like I said earlier. At wide receiver, good value play for me this week, and I mentioned him earlier, Mike Williams. 
like I said, Keenan Allen's going to be uh, taking uh, on Stefan Gilmore, which is going to open things up for Williams. And Herbert has been great at throwing the deep ball. Uh, we've seen that a couple times this season. So he's listed at 4,800. I would be putting him into a lot of my lineups, and you should too. Uh, T.Y. Hilton listed at 4,300. Like I said, have him as a start this week, and I am confident in him against the Houston Texans given his track record against them. So he's worth the worth dart throw slash value pick. I guess it's more of a dart throw based on how he's played this season uh, overall, but I think it's more of a value pick this week. Uh, Hunter Renfro also at 4,300. When the Jets have been giving up their points, it's mostly been to the slot receiver. And Hunter Renfro is the slot receiver for Las Vegas. So I think that he's going to see a decent amount of production this week. Uh, Josh Reynolds at 4,200 for the Rams. I like this matchup a whole lot for Josh Reynolds. He's going to be seeing a lot of Drake Kirkpatrick, I think, uh, in this matchup against the Cardinals. And... You know what? Reynolds has been producing solid fancy days uh, for the LA Rams all season long. Uh, he's been one of those guys that's been a value play. We've talked about him on previous episodes, and I think he's worth uh, putting into your DraftKings lineups this week. My final dart throw. This is the the one dart throw that is like it could happen, could be good, could be bad. It's uh, Isaiah Coulter for the Houston Texans. Coulter is going to be the the one that uh, is going to be slotting into Will Fuller's role. He's got that similar build and skill set as uh, Will Fuller did. We haven't seen Coulter a whole lot uh, this year because he's been injured, but he's going to have his opportunity this week. And whether he ends up uh, making good on that opportunity or Deshaun Watson wants to seek out other options, uh, maybe like Jordan Akins, who is another dart throw slash value pick for me this week, at 2,900. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see where Deshaun Watson goes. I like Brandon Cooks as well this week. I wanted to mention that. He's got a good uh, cornerback matchup. I forget who he's... Oh, he's facing uh, Rocky Scene. So that's... Well, he's probably going to be seeing a lot of Rocky Scene uh, in, in the passing game who has been giving uh, two yards per route run uh, to the... Uh, wide receivers that he's faced is like the one part of the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, pass defense that has been kind of struggling. Uh, but yeah, Coulter not going to be lining up against Rocky scene, obviously, but uh, I, I'm interested to see how the rookie does. And like I just mentioned, Jordan Aikens, another uh, value play for me. He's at 2,900. Uh, he's, Deshaun Watson likes to target his tight ends around the red zone, and that's more why I am leaning towards Aikens here uh, for a dart throw. But I think I have a better dart throw in Anthony Ferkser at 2,500. Janu Smith is going to be out this week uh, with whatever injury he had. I forget what it was, but uh, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, Ferkser is a bad option at all. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Cleveland is giving up, I believe, the third most uh, points to the fantasy tight end this season. And Ferkser has looked good when uh, Janu Smith has been out of the lineup. You had that one week where Ferkser was, I think he was the tight end one. He might have been the tight end two but that week, but uh, pretty sure he was the tight end one that one week. And uh, I think that in this matchup, he's probably going to see a lot of volume again. 
So I'd be starting him over Aikens uh, as a value play slash dart throw. But yeah. Uh, and now I'm going to read you one of my lineups. And I'm actually going to read the, the lineup that I'm facing uh, Miles with. I'm going to do uh, one of my tournament lineups and one of my uh, double up slash 50-50 slash head-to-head uh, lineups. So... Which one is it? So the one that I'm playing Miles in uh, is I'm going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick as my quarterback. Is this the one? I think this is the right one. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, uh, David Montgomery and Devontae Booker at running back, then Adam Thielen, Devontae Parker, and Alan Lazard at wide receiver, Mike Gesicki at tight end, and Miles Sanders in my flex with the Raiders defense and uh, special teams as my uh, my my defense for this week. Uh, I, I think that this is one of the safer lineups uh, in terms of uh, pr- production from these guys. Uh, not taking as many uh, risks with these guys, I, I don't believe. And I'll, I'll read you one of my tournament lineups now. Uh, now this one, you got a couple guys where it could work out well, could work out not so well. Uh, Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, I think that that's a great play, but if they get up early on Jacksonville, you may not see as much Cousins towards the back half of the game. I don't know if Jacksonville ends up keeping this one competitive, but I don't think that they do. Miles Sanders and David Montgomery in the running back slots. Wide receiver got Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson paid up for those guys. Then got a value pick that I talked about earlier. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and uh, my last wide receiver position. Then Robert Tunyon as my tight end. And Mike Williams as my flex with uh, the Miami Dolphins defense and special teams in there as my defense. So those are two of my lineups. Uh, talking about uh, a bit more risky of a lineup in the second one with Cousins, Thielen, and Jefferson. Uh, a lot of their production is probably going to have to come early on, and I do expect them to be up in this game. So we might see a bit more Dalvin Cook uh, than the Thielen and Jefferson, but who knows? Dalvin Cook's been getting banged up quite a bit this season, so they may want to rest him a little bit more, get him ready for... Uh, that final push for the playoffs, especially in a soft matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, now I'm going to get to my Thrive picks for the week, and that's going to pretty well do it for our my portion of the podcast. Uh, so Thrive picks, Alvin Kamara, under 78.5 rushing and receiving yards. Uh, Kamara has not hit this mark the Last well, he didn't hit it last week. I believe he did hit it two weeks ago uh, against or did he? Let me take a look. Let me just double check this here. Um, so last week, yeah, no, he hasn't hit it in the uh, the last two weeks uh, facing the Falcons or the Broncos. Ever since Taysom Hill has been the starter, he has not hit this mark. So I am. Uh, I'm not confident in Alvin Kamara, especially in the passing game, which is where he gets the bulk load of his fantasy production as well as his yards. So I, I, I'm I, not uh, thinking that he's going to do it this week against the Falcons, who held him to just 45 rushing yards 
two weeks ago when they, they faced each other. Uh, next one is going to be Brandon Allen under 208.5 passing yards. Uh, although I had no offense as a start this week. Oh, wait, no, he's Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Brandon Allen used to play for the Denver Broncos, uh, which is why I got confused there. Uh, good, good one, Matt. Uh, anyways, facing the Miami Dolphins this week, uh, it's not a great matchup for Allen. Uh, last week, I believe he only had 130 passing yards. And honestly, I could see Ryan Finley probably replacing him during the second half of this game if he has a crappy first half, which is very possible in this matchup against the Dolphins. So I, I don't expect him to hit this, even though it is a pretty low uh, mark. Next one is going to be Josh Reynolds over 41 and a half receiving yards this week facing uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he's hit this mark in one, two, three, four, five, five of the last seven weeks. Now in the last two weeks, he hasn't hit this mark uh, facing Tampa Bay and San Francisco. He was close with uh, 32 and 40 receiving yards, uh, but he just has to hit 42 this week facing the Cardinals, and I think that he will do it. He's got uh, one of the better cornerback uh, matchups in this game. Uh, like I said earlier, facing going to be seeing a lot of uh, Drake Kirkpatrick. And over the last five weeks, uh, the lowest amount of targets he's gotten in a game has been five. He's gotten six the last two weeks, ten three weeks ago, and then uh, nine and eight. Uh, oh, I guess in the last six weeks that he's played, it's the lowest is five. Uh, nine and eight, the the previous two matchups, and five the one before that. So he's he's solidified himself in this offense with his role, and I think that he gets uh, over forty one and a half receiving yards in this game. My final uh, thrive pick is going to be Miles Sanders over sixty three and a half rush yards. Uh, there may be a bit more Jordan Howard than we'd like to see in this game, uh, but I'm not expecting it being his first week. Uh, coming up off the practice squad so yeah i think that sanders is probably gonna hit this line pretty easily it's it's not that high which i was kind of surprised at uh from Th thrive so sanders in the last uh four five games that he's played he's hit this four out of five times and on the season uh he's hit this in one two three four five six seven six six of his uh six of his eight games that he's played in full uh he's hit this mark so i think yeah he probably does it again against the packers who have been pretty brutal against the uh, running back position so that's gonna do it for my uh thrive picks oh and i wanted to mention last week again three for four i did uh my my main uh props even though i didn't uh post them at all but three for four i just can't seem to get uh get that fourth one for all you listeners out there who are following along with my uh thrive picks now what i've been doing recently though has been uh betting uh, both uh the four together to potentially win uh 11 times my uh my winnings are what I've put in, as well as doing two separate two and two bets. And those ones pay out, I believe, 3.6. So uh, 
So I, I, I'm still making money off of these bets because I'm hedging them a little bit. But last week I had Sam Darnold under uh, 225.5 passing yards. He hit 197 facing the Dolphins. Uh, DJ Moore over 60.5 receiving yards. He hit 61 <laughs> receiving yards. So I, I got very lucky uh, there before he went out uh, with his injury. And then my final one was Chase Edmonds over 39.5 rush and receiving yards. He ended up hitting 43. But the one that I missed on was Josh Jacobs uh, facing Atlanta. Uh, I had had him at the over of 89.5 rushing and receiving yards. He only got 44. So that one sucked for me. But that's okay. We, uh, we're we on to this week and hopefully on to better things uh, in terms of winning on Thrive because I, I want to get back to how I was doing at the beginning of the season. It's uh, It's been rough for me ever since those first three or four weeks uh, on Thrive. Still up on the season, but just not getting the same amount of uh, wins, win percentage that I am uh, used to seeing. Well, I wouldn't say used to seeing. I'm used to seeing more losses than wins at this point in the season. But that's going to do it for me here at the Fantasy DGens. You'll probably listen to Miles portion of the show right after this uh but remember to like subscribe rate and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on and uh, follow us on socials at ffdgens visit our website ffdgens.com we have not been as active on our website recently because of busyness between uh, both him and i but we're hoping to get that uh, back rolling again soon hopefully within the next week or two but uh as for me uh i, I should come up with a uh, a better uh finish line there because uh, miles has to stay frosty um hmm maybe uh suck it easy you cucks well let's go with that for this one <laughs> that's how i'm gonna <laughs> gonna gonna go with that suck it easy cucks um Anyways, that's going to do it for me uh, at the Fantasy G-Gents. Thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully here's Miles.